The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. We are going to be looking at positioned for the uncommon life. Positioned for the uncommon life. Thank you, young man. Positioned for the uncommon life. This is a month of favor and um, we have been looking at grace and favor unleashed. We also looked at activating favor through giving. Can you remember? Today we are looking at positioned for the uncommon life. First of all, what does it mean to be positioned? One, it means to be put in a certain position. To be put in a certain position. Two, it means to be placed to be placed in a position that gives you a strategic advantage. To be placed in a position that gives you a strategic advantage. So when an individual is properly positioned, they have a strategic advantage. In other words, they will either be more, do more, and have or have more, see, than they would have had if they were not properly positioned. Are we together? Two, what is uncommon? Uncommon means unusual. When something is uncommon, it's unusual. Secondly, it means exceptional. An uncommon thing is exceptional. Thirdly, it means one of a kind. One of a kind. Fourthly, it means remarkable. Remarkable. Fifthly, means above the norm or different. When something is different, say, that thing is uncommon. It's above the norm. It's, it's. Sixthly, it means excellent. So, in our study today, we're looking at how do I position myself for the uncommon life? For the uncommon life. Number one, Purpose. Purpose. Purpose is the reason for a thing. Purpose is the reason for a thing.
It is the original intention. The original intention for your existence. Original intention for your existence. We are all different as people. There's something I learned while I was in university. One of our students said something, and he said, all fingers are not equal, but none of them is useless. Because they all have their purpose. For instance, if you don't have your thumb, there are certain things you cannot do. If you don't have your forefinger, there are certain things you cannot do. There are all these fingers have different purposes. For instance, if your, your, your ears are itching, you, you go this way. We were all born to fulfill a unique purpose in the earth. And so long as we are not fulfilling that purpose or following it, we will live mediocre lives. You see that? Because your purpose is what unlocks your potential. Your purpose is the reason why you were born. It explains what you were born to do and why. That's your purpose. Your potential is your unused ability. Your unused ability or capacity. Which was given to you to fulfill your purpose. For instance... I am a very, very thoughtful person. In other words, I think things through. You know why? I'm a teacher. You see, a teacher has to be a tactical thinker. So, my personality, I think things through. Because when you know why you were born which is purpose, you know what you can do, which is potential. See? A lot of people here don't know why they were born. And so long as you don't know why you were born, there are lots of gifts and graces that you carry that may never find expression. And if you are even aware of the gifts and graces in your life, you may never exercise them. You see that? So it's so important that you locate your purpose. And when you find it, you will live an exceptional life. I remember a minister of God, he said, um, he built a, a pond in his house for fishes. And, and the fishes of fish 
when there are different kinds of fishes, all right? So they brought all these all different kinds of fishes and they, they poured them on the ground. And um, he said, the, the fish on the ground, they just go. He said, but when they put them in water, their genius emerged. They were born to live in water. See, some of you are not experiencing phenomenal success yet because you've not identified with your purpose. I'm not just an orator. I'm a teacher. And because I understand that whatever God has called me to do, he'll equip me to do. I flow naturally in my assignment. I don't try to be like anyone else. See, I don't try to copy anyone else. You listen to our messages, they're different. I know my purpose. I unlock my potential. See, in sports, I told you some time ago, especially the spring sports and the long distance running. There are two kinds of muscles. There are slow twitch muscles and fast twitch muscles. Those who have the slow ones are supposed to be marathon runners. Those who have the fast ones are supposed to be sprint runners. See the potential. People like Hussein Bolt, they were born for that. I remember reading the, the story of a runner from England many years ago. He, he became a Christian. And he said, whenever I run, I feel more alive. Why? Because that was his purpose. Some of you hate your jobs. You hate it. You hate it. And that's why they say the, the day that people have more heart attacks is on Mondays. Because the average individual hates his job. In Jeremiah 1.5, the Bible says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I, ordained, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Next verse, please. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I'm a child. Notice he has not yet identified with his purpose. Next verse. But the Lord said unto me, Sin on, I'm a child, for thou shalt go to all that I send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. You see that? Because God is trying to get the young man to see himself in the light of his purpose and destiny. Next verse. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Next verse. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I put my words in thy mouth. Verse 10. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build another plant. God was revealing to him his purpose and his potential. 
And this man with his words could uproot kings and plant kings. In fact, when he was in prison, imprisoned by the king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar went to release him because he had prophesied that Nebuchadnezzar would come and conquer Israel. And he did. So the man was like, boy, who is that Jeremiah? He went to release him from prison because that was his purpose and his potential. So as a child of God, you need to locate why you were born. And I told you some time ago, one of the easiest ways is to ask the Lord. Make out time to, to ask the Lord. See? The other way is to look at your potential, your dreams. See? You look at where they match. I'm, I'm never thinking of becoming the president or governor or running for an office in the UN. No. I know my purpose. I know my potential. And when you stick to it, you shine. You want to shine? Find your purpose. Follow it. And stick to it. You will shine. Hallelujah. That's what made a difference for the Apostle Paul in Philippians 3, 12 to 14. He said, none as though I had already attained, either we're already perfect, but I follow after, either that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Verse 14, please. I press to the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. See that? You rise to the highest in your field because you're sticking to your purpose. The musicians that are doing very well in the world today are musicians that are music. You so say, what do you mean? They are music. When they move, it's music. See, they are sticking with their purpose. Some people, their purpose is football. Or football, all right? Or it could be in politics, leadership. It could be medicine. Ben Carson's purpose he followed through with that medical thing. He did, he did things that were unthinkable, impossible. He followed through with his purpose and his potential. Ask someone, are you following your purpose and your potential? That's your way to the top. No other way. See, in John 5 verse 30, Jesus is talking. He says, I came out of my own self. I cannot, I cannot my own self do nothing as I hear I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which sent me. See, he was following God's will. We can't forget Jesus, can we? We can't. Give me First John 2 from verse 15. I want to show you something here. It says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Next verse, please. It says, for all that is in the world, the, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Look at verse 17. Never forget verse 17. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God, does what? Abideth forever. When you follow your purpose, 
He become remarkable. Message translation, please. It says, the world and all is wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. But whoever does what God wants is what he set for eternity. You're remarkable. You can't be forgotten. Hallelujah. Give it to me in the NLT and let's take number two quickly. NLT. It says, but anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. You see that? Everything you've got, your car, your house, after that, well, nobody will discuss it. But if you make an impact, you cannot be forgotten. And the key to making an impact is living true to your purpose and your potential. When the congruency is there, your impact is inevitable. Number two, passion. Passion. You cannot live a significant life without passion. Passion is the fuel for uncommon accomplishment. Passionate people do impossible things. Are you passionate? I said, are you passionate? You want to live the uncommon life, you've got to be passionate. They call it desire. They call it hunger. I shared with you some time ago about a young man. He wanted to be successful. And um, he went to see a very wealthy man in their community. And they were fishing. They went fishing together. And the, the, the elder gentleman asked the younger, younger gentleman and said, what did you say you want again? He said, I want to be successful. Then he took his head, put his head under water, and brought him out. So what do you want? He said, I, I, I want to be successful. He put him there, brought him out, I want to be successful. Then put him there for a long time. Then brought him out. He said, what do you want? He said, I want air. He said, when your desire for success becomes as important as your desire for air, you will succeed. Passion. I'm a very, very passionate person. Ministry is my life. Here's my wife. You can find out from her. It's my life. I see ministry in everything. In news, I see ministry. In movies, I see ministry. I can be watching the news. I say, that woman has an unclean spirit. News. It's my life. Passion. It colors the way you see the world. When you are passionate... I have a passion when it comes to, I have a passion when it comes to several things. One, truth. I can't stand error. As you're teaching and preaching and you, you bring one, you turn scripture upside down, like three to five scriptures has come. And I'm, you're watching with me and say, no, the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says this. 
passion. Are you passionate? David was a passionate man. 1 Samuel 13 verse 14. But now thy kingdom shall not continue, but the Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. Passion. Passion. And the Lord has commanded him to be captain over his people because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. When God finds a man that has a heart after God, passionate for God, he makes him captain over his people. One thing God looks for is a heart. A heart of passion and compassion. That individual is set for success. When you're passionate about something, you will never be encouraged to work because you work. You can't encourage me to study. I'm passionate about studying. You can't encourage me to buy books. I am passionate about information, knowledge. You can't, you can't encourage me to pray. I am passionate about it because passion is the fuel for uncommon accomplishment. If you're not passionate about what you do, you're likely to be either a failure or a mediocre. And I told you what a mediocre is. The saddest place to be is to be a mediocre. As a mediocre, you're the best of the worst and you're the worst of the best. What a life. You're the best of the worst and the worst of the best. You need passion. Because when you're passionate, you are hot. See, Jesus told the Laodicean church, he said, you're neither hot nor cold. I'll spew you out of your mouth. Because when you're a mediocre, you don't have relevance. So I will spit you out of, your, of my mouth. Because you're the worst of the best and the best of the worst. Passion. Drive. All successful people have drive. Someone was talking about Cristiano Ronaldo and he said while he was a man you as his coach, they used to force him out of the training ground. They forced him out of the training ground. Look at him today. Some of you are looking for the way to do the least work and get the best. You won't get anywhere that way. You need to be passionate. When you're passionate, you have a drive. You have a drive. And when you have a drive, you will have determination. I'm locked into ministry because I'm passionate. You see a pastor today, and you say, Pastor, how far? So, boy, I don't enter business, so. So I thought you started church. Yeah, I live out for my assistant. He was not passionate. When you are passionate, you would rather die for that thing. And the proof of desire is pursuit. If you are not pursuing it, you are not passionate about it. When a man is passionate for a woman, he does not sit still. He will worry her. The lady will say, I'm sorry, I don't want to date you. Say, for where? He will call her. He will find her friends. He will find her relatives. He will be worrying her. He will worry her, worry her. She say, okay, yes. Passion. 
you don't have a passion for your destiny. That's when you sleep, when you read. Passion is fire. I told you some time ago when they were starting Facebook, sometimes they used to work for 24 hours. Because you cannot be diligent without desire. It is desire that makes people diligent. When desire dies, diligence expires. And the hand of diligence at Biero, this young man became a billionaire. His company is a concern. They want to see how they can contain it because if you can enter that thing very well, you can win any election. He built that with passion. Wherever there is passion, there is energy. You cannot catch me in a service. Sleep. I have never slept in a service. Even when I was not preaching. I had a passion for God. No Chelsea fan. No Chelsea diehard fan can sleep while Chelsea is playing. It's not possible. If they put the match at 2 a.m., the man will watch it at 2 a.m. Ah, passion. You cannot see a man you fan sleeping when man you is playing. Say, uh, no. But you sleep in church. You have no passion for God. It is not important. It is passion that defines importance. We are passionate about what we value. If you don't have passion for it, forget it. It's not valuable to you. Those of you who are passionate for fashion, you know all the best boutiques in Yenegoa. A woman will enter a car and stop in 15 shops in one day. It's passion. They will stop this one, check, check, check. Do not buy anything. Drop there, check, check, check. Not buy anything. Check, 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 check. Then say, keep this one for me. I'll take this one later. Take this, keep this one for me. That, that passion. She has passion. I don't have that, that, that patience. I want to buy something. This is it. Check another one. No. Give me this one. But women will check everything in the shop. Even try some stuff. It's like it's too tight. I will, I will like it blue. I will like it. Give me this one. That's my own. Passion. If you have a passion for it, there will be an intensity of desire. There will be drive. There will be determination. There will be diligence. May God give you a passion for your destiny. Because many of you don't have it. Every time you pray, you sleep. Every time you pray, you sleep. As an adult, have you ever slept while eating? Say eating. His children are asleep. They don't have passion yet. When life meets that they need to, they know you need to eat to survive. I mean, if you have, you were eating and slept as an adult, you were eating and sleeping. As you cannot happen. You, you go shop. Hallelujah. Say passion is vital to destiny. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9, please. Look at this. God is talking to a king. He says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of, of them whose heart is what? 
perfect toward him. They are passionate for God. Many of you are not passionate about God, about life, about your marriage. If some of you, your marriage, there's no passion. Hey, baby, baby. Hey. Something could happen today. The wife look at it. It depends on how we look at it. There's no passion. It's not a political decision. When there's passion, it happens. It just, it just happens. It's part of it. My children know I love my wife. They know it. One day at this altar, my daughter came to me, Alex, and said, Daddy, um, you, love, you love Jesus more than mommy, right? I said, yes. And you love mommy more than us, right? I said, yes. And no, 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 there's no contest there. It's Jesus, mommy, before children. Passion. You can't hide it. If you love your wife, your children will know. Some of you are living like two old people or two blind people, sir. They say, alpha, alpha, and move. You see it in some homes. The wife is asking him, alpha, and they are not looking at each other. Alpha, alpha, help us. Come back. Then the man comes out. He's going to sit in front of the television. Where my food? Say, the table, go eat. Then the man carries it. That's the way they are. They're not looking at them. No passion. Passion, you must look at each other. Say what now? What? 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 There's passion. There. Do you have passion? If you want an uncommon marriage, there should be passion. Some of you men, if I ask you your wife's birthday, you would think October 1st, 1960. Many men don't know their wife's birthday. We can bring them now for exam. When is your wife's birthday? Um... Do not look at their wives. <laughs> the worst one, they don't know the anniversary. The wife will now wake them. Today is our anniversary. Really? Passion is dead. But you know when World Cup is starting. See, World Cup happens every summer. Ah, ah, World Cup. Because you don't have passion for your wife. Or for your marriage. And whatever you are passionate in is what you would invest in. Or passionate for is what you would invest in. John 14, 21, 20, 23, please. Is this helping anybody? Okay, look at this. He that has my commandment and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. Jesus says, if you love him, you will obey him. So, in the kingdom, obedience is the proof of love. So see, that's my commandment and keep it. And he that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved by my father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. I have revelations of Jesus that are uncommon. I can show you Jesus in many places in the scripture. You're like, how did he see this? It's because of the fact that whatever he tells me to do becomes my obligation. He told me, love my wife. I love my wife. You even think they gave me something. The way I love this woman. Even her family knows that I love her. Zizi. 
Are you out there? I love this woman. People in church know. People cannot tell that you love your wife. Everybody, even the devil knows. Next verse, please. It says, Judas said unto him, not his carrier, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself unto us and not unto the world? Next verse, please. It says, Jesus said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words. You will obey God if you love him. Then he says, and my father will love him and will come and make our abode with him. That means the abiding presence of God. I cannot show up and you not feel God's presence. Passion. You have passion for God, passion for your work. Very, very important. Are we, are we together? Number three, positive confession. You want to live an uncommon life, then words will matter. Because your life will take on the character of your words. If you fail or succeed, I would trace it to something you say consistently. Because words matter. Tell someone words matter. Yes, words matter. Let's look at this very quickly. Matthew chapter 12. Let's begin from verse 35. A good man out of the good treasure of, of the heart bringeth forth good things. Who is bringing forth the things? The good man from the good treasure of his heart. Then he says, an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth what? Evil things. So that means we create our circumstances. We create our outcomes. Every man is a architect of his own fortune. Every man is the architect of his own fortune. You must speak positively. Look at next verse, verse 6. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Words matter. Tell someone words matter. He says on the day of judgment you will give account of the things you were saying. Because words can deny you the fulfillment of your destiny. Negative confessions can deny you the fulfillment of your destiny. A lot of people don't know that. God told the children of Israel that they will make it into the promised land. And these people, it will do like this, but they died in the wilderness. Why? Because they said so. Because they said so. We'll come back here. Numbers 14 verse 24. Give me, is it, give me,